Before we get started, Maury's Piers, located on the boardwalk in Wildwood, New Jersey, is a classic seaside amusement park, family-owned and operated since 1969. If you haven't been to Maury's Piers, what are you waiting for? Visit them at Surfside Pier, featuring the Ocean Oasis Water Park and Beach Club at 25th Avenue, Mariner's Landing Pier, featuring Raging Waters Water Park at Scalander Avenue, and Adventure Pier at Spencer Avenue. Hi, this is Robert, one half of the 12 Pound Podcast. As you've come to learn, my mom, Bobby, and I discuss life's changes and how we hope to help you face them through shared stories and experiences. Uh, Mom, all of our conversations so far, we've started talking about these changes and challenges, and it's been mostly with you and I, and this one feels a little different. A little different, Feels a little different. It's not just the location. We are no longer in your kitchen. We are in your grandmother's home that she built we're still kind of at the the feel of a of around the table so we're in wildwood crest we are where it all began we all started for both of us the guy i'm looking at across the table so who is that guy that would be my brother dr j scott wilson dr wilson welcome to the 12 pound podcast (laughs) (laughs) well thank you thank you for being here well thanks for asking me and I'm, i'm i'm very glad to be here and Let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> well, the nice thing is this is a conversation about life's changes, so we can take it in any way we wish, but usually what I'll do, since you are a guest, I'll let the audience know a little bit about you. I've poached some information from your website, which is a little outdated because you now have a son-in-law. You only said you had a daughter before. I'm not sure if we'll add him to the website. Are we ready for that kind of permanence? Um, <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think he's ready to be website added he is okay <laughs> all right well we'll call the tech team which is me and we'll look at that updated well we're very excited i have to say this is the most excited i've been since we've started this we were hoping you'd be one of our earlier guests and we're glad you are so we had said you are a chiropractor at fairmount chiropractor in philadelphia pennsylvania on fairmount avenue and you care for a full range of the human lifespan, as you like to say. But before you became a chiropractor, uh, you had graduated uh, from the College of New Jersey, earning a BS in health and physical education in 1976. Uh, you've been a chiropractor now for, for many years, but you graduated from the Pennsylvania College of Straight Chiropractic in 1991 with a doctorate of chiropractic, and you chose to practice in the neighborhood that you've grown to love, which is Fairmount in the Spring Garden area. And you're not just a chiropractor. You are a father, a husband. You've got a passion for life, according to your website. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know that has to be true if it's on a website. It's got to be true. So we don't have to update that one. Uh, You're an avid runner, ocean swimmer, longboard surfer. And in the summer, uh, you and your family are down here in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, where you and mom are both from and I'm from as well. So welcome again to the 12 Pound Podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. And so here we are. So we are going to get started maybe with a couple questions. Mom can ask the first. He's your brother. What do you, what do you usually ask your brother when you call? What do I usually ask my brother? Sure. <laughs> what do I usually ask my brother? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, Scotty? Yeah, we've known each other for, um, yeah, a long time. As I said on, our, on the way over here, Scott is my younger brother. There are three of us, older sister. Me in the middle, in case any of you know me, you would say, oh, of course, she's in the middle. And my brother's the youngest and the only boy. The oldest male. The oldest male. He's the oldest <laughs> male. And uh, yeah, and it's great. He um, is in actually in my uh, grandmother's house So when my grandmother passed, so it's great. But what do I ask my brother when I talk to my brother? We just talk about everything. I don't know. It's not like a real like pointed question. 
Um, how often do you two speak to each other? How often do we speak to each other? Uh, en- enough. <laughs> 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 you know, when I was in Philadelphia, it was great. It, really close by, you know, when you see each other. But uh, it's funny, in the summer, I'm in West Cape May, and uh, everybody's in Wawacrest, and it's a little bit of a summer getting over here, getting over there. I don't know why it seems like it's a distance. It's not. But, um, but yeah, we, we get to see each other uh, plenty. I think we, our parents passed away fairly young, so my brother, sister, and I, which is wonderful, and cousins have remained close, and I think my parents would be thrilled about that, so... Good. I will check in with Scott to make sure he's thrilled. Yeah, I don't know. You I might want to ask him. He's going to go, that's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we f- I fact-checked uh, his background beforehand. He's not thrilled. It's <laughs> on <laughs> <So> my website. <laughs> yeah, anyway. we're updating that as we are uh, thrilled to be close to family. But we're thrilled for you to be here. So, Scott, tell us a little bit about your journey to chiropractic. Well, I wasn't one of those that knew exactly what I wanted to do and then did it. You know, I know there's people out there that wanted to be a fireman <laughs> in fifth grade, and they became firemen. I've always had a passion and interest for health and have studied it since 1972. And chiropractic seemed to be a perfect fit because of the vitalistic philosophy, the science, anatomy, physiology, and then the art, mastering a technique and perfecting your skills kind of suits my personality. So all three boxes were checked with chiropractic, and, and that's what drew me in that direction. And then finding chiropractic, was it something that uh, you had known another chiropractor? You had been to chiropractic before or a chiropractor? What was it that drew you to that specific? Because you, know, you could have gone into physical therapy, other disciplines. Yeah, I think, I think chiropractic, the philosophy, the vitalistic philosophy is unique. Vitalistic philosophy is that You know, I recognize that I say the power of the universe resides within each and every one of us. We live in the universe and the universe lives in us. We're 70,000 trillion cells working together. Right now I'm making acetylcholine. I've forgotten the chemical formula for it, you know, but my body hasn't and it's making it. And so I just appreciate that and want to nurture that. And the chiropractic philosophy grounds me and, and, and drives me and gives me those values. That's, um, that's very cool. I'm making what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you're, you are also making acetylcholine. I'm kind of thrilled about that because I don't make yeah, what? too much. Yeah, that's right. you don't make as much <laughs> as, as you used as to. As everyone knows, I don't make any cookies, nothing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm making so something b- here. I, I'm right. feeling proud. You're a better cook than I'm, you think. I'm a better person <laughs> than I think. <laughs> I just know, um, having been to you before on a number of occasions, knowing some of your patients, it does seem like most of us go to a chiropractor, go to a doctor, when that cooking stops working, when there's something wrong with us, rather than right. being proactive. How do you think about patient visits when someone's in pain versus someone being proactive about their health? More often now than... When I first started in practice 32 years ago, the, the person that comes in that, well, for example, you know, we had a person, this is years ago, we had to take the desk chair that was on wheels out to the car, <laughs> get the person on the desk chair, wheel them into the office, get her on the table, adjust her, and not, it doesn't happen every time this way, but she was a, we didn't have to wheel her out, which is 
better for business. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you want to just put out the fire. But the next visit, (laughs) start talking about how the body works and and, um, taking care of yourself and what all that means. Pain's a great motivator, right? It's just not a good indicator of health. You can have symptoms and be very healthy. If you eat something that's toxic, I I hope you throw up. You won't look very healthy, (laughs) but that's a healthy thing to do, right? And then you, we've all heard of somebody running down Broad Street that didn't make it to the finish line because they, they died. They looked healthy at the start. They felt healthy enough to start a 10 mile run, but they weren't, no symptoms, but dead. So who's the healthier, the person throwing up, you know, or the person that didn't make it to the finish line. And so I don't use pain as an indicator for, for whether I'm healthy or not. And, and I don't, I don't think people should. So that pain scale isn't hanging in your wall in the office. Uh, (laughs) it isn't, but we, you know, we use it. It, It's just a number. It helps the person, the patient know what direction they're going. And, and that always mentally feels better. How do you make someone feel comfortable who's never done chiropractic before? What are the, what are the, uh, I don't want to say tricks because I know it's, there's no tricks involved, (laughs) but what are the ways to juggle? Yeah. How do you, (laughs) how do you juggle it? Um, there's a lot of people that, you know, come into chiropractic and, and are apprehensive. And I think developing a rapport is, is the first thing, you know, not hitting them with orthopedic tests and pain scales and all these, uh, different ways to measure their pain. Uh, Matter of fact, I don't even like to focus that much on pain. I like to get the focus on function, right? Because that's why they're in pain. They're not functioning well. Uh, and we just, you know, develop a rapport first that art, you know, maybe going by the wayside, right? Because I hear people come in that they've spent 30 seconds or a minute, whatever the, the, the time clock is in another doctor's office setting where it, you know, things happen pretty quick. They feel like they're in and out. We try to take our time and, and get to know each other, get to know why they're coming in why they're not functioning well, and what do they want to do once they get functioning better? Well, since most of chiropractic is about the spine, I would assume, that might not be true. Actually, maybe you could correct me. Yeah, you know, the, the spine actually houses your nervous system. And so I feel chiropractic is about the nervous system because it's a nervous system that runs the body. And when the spine is not functioning well, the nervous system isn't functioning well. And the nervous system runs your whole body. So I think of it as, as more of uh, setting the tone of the nervous system than of what most people think, oh, I'm out, put me in. So having an aligned back or a spine that's fully aligned basically means that your, your nervous system is settled? Is at ease. Is at ease. Yeah, is I like that. sending information that is present moment. I'll have people lie on my table and their musculature is, the tone is, is very high and tight and tense and they're just lying on my table. <laughs> so yeah. their yeah. body can't be in the, you know, the present moment. It's like in presently, you're just lying down. That's interesting. So you're not only putting, that would be me because I've been, yeah. you've adjusted me on numerous occasions and you can be tense or nervous because I'm just naturally rigid. <laughs> yeah. Some people are responding to people, uh, to things that have 
happened in the past, meaning I went to pick something up. For some people, are, their tension is things that haven't happened. <laughs> They're in mm-hmm. the future, right? And That's and what I was going to ask you about. Am I going to be like this forever? <laughs> <laughs> people hope not. <laughs> I, I'm just curious because I really don't know. And we, we've talked in previous episodes about anxiety, stress, all that kind of stuff. And chiropractic as, you know, the mental aspect of the, you know, the person as opposed to the physical aspect. I would imagine that they really go hand in hand, meaning that like you were saying, now I'm not talking about situational just because, you know, I go into a doctor's office and my blood pressure, it's called white coat syndrome Mm -hmm. or something. You know, if I'm on the beach, I'm pretty good. You know, if I walk into a doctor's office, I have a complete different blood pressure reading. Not counting that because you've always put me at ease, meaning I think what you always say to me is I don't need your help. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I know that's what you say because I'm like helping them. I'm helping him. He's good. So that's the first thing he'll say to me. So putting somebody at ease, I'm talking about a person that's just naturally type A, you know, is naturally high anxiety. Yeah, I think of, uh, I just had, you know, just the other day, you know, yesterday, actually, you know, I have people, the way I word it is, you idle high. And they're they're like, what's that mean? (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know, when a car is in neutral (laughs) and it goes pop, 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 pop. But if you put your foot on the gas when the car is in neutral, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, take your foot off the gas a little bit. You know, you're in neutral. We're, you know, we're here. We're, you know, we can take our foot off the gas and uh, let's bring the idle down a little bit. And I think with, to answer your question, you know, establishing a rapport and trust, I listen to what people say. And when they come in the office and they say, uh, my back's killing me, uh, sorry to hear that, but you have that sentence backwards. It's a nice way to get their attention. Your back would never do anything to harm you. That's not how we're designed. We wouldn't be on the planet if if our bodies just willy-nilly decided, like, I'm going to mess with Bobby today. Watch this. <laughs> it's going to be funny. <laughs> Obviously, I just met you, so it's not me. Don't you're not going to try and pin this back thing on me, are you? You know, you, I didn't even know you a minute ago. <laughs> Who's killing who, right? And so they go, well, I guess you're right, you know. And then we try and figure out what's going on. And that, again, is grounded in my vitalistic philosophy. I think our bodies express perfection. That perfection may be undesirable in the form of back pain, in the form of a bunion, you know, a bunion isn't a mistake. It's somebody that's, that's, they're going off the side of their foot. And the body says, I love you. I'll put a toe there for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. See, I've always found them funny. My, my mother <laughs> told me not to encourage him. Yeah, don't laugh. <laughs> don't encourage him. I'll keep going. <laughs> so, so next thing you know, you got a toe growing out the side of your foot. <laughs> and you think, oh, you know, but that's your body just loving you. Smoke. Your body will repair your lungs. Continue to smoke. Your body will continue to love you and repair you until eventually you have more repair tissue than the really good stuff that's flexible. And we call that emphysema. But it's just the pathology of repair. You know, if you keep asking your body to repair you, repair you, repair you, repair you, that can become osteoarthritis. Yeah, that's good stuff. It can become cirrhosis of the liver. You, You know, our bodies love us. And so your body isn't going to just all of a sudden decide, watch this, you know? So I try to interject that, you know, when I can. And 
uh, and just listen to their words. People, you, you'd be surprised at what they call parts of their bodies. Effing this. And, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> it might be listening. <laughs> Let's call it special. <laughs> yeah. Words. Words matter. Words matter. And then and people say, well, it's yeah. just semantics. I go, well, take the word just out. <laughs> it's semantics. It's funny how it all t- all ties together, you know, because I am a creature of words. Words do matter. And when you're calling yourself stupid, you know, or you're, uh, you know, oh, I'm so stupid or I'm so I'm so this, I'm so that not really ever equating it, which I think is great. I'm listening. So I hope everybody's yeah. like catching on to that because it's something different for me is to sort of be bad mouthing your body. Right. You know, like, and I, and I do that. I'm guilty of that. So it's a learning, uh, oh God, I have to say this, like my brothers. <laughs> Go ahead, say uh, it. You can say it. I can, can, say it. I can, always, I can always edit it out. You can edit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff, Scott. A bedside manner. Did that come naturally? Is that something you learned from a mentor, your parents? Obviously not your sister. Oh, I yeah. knew. I mean, that was such a setup. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not sure. I think uh, it's just being honest and being grounded uh, and purpose-driven. What are your values? And, and act according. Think great thoughts and just live up to your thoughts. And a word that you used, which I totally relate to coaching, and that is, you know, when I was in school being instructed, it was listen, listen, 95% of the Mm -hmm. time, 95% of the time, because people aren't listened to, you know, so you were saying, you know, you listen to them. Yeah, sometimes it's, uh, I have to apologize, right? I go, I'm sorry, I, I was really listening, and what I heard you say. <laughs> right, repeat it back to them. No, it's the same, yeah, yeah, the same yeah. in coaching. You know, and a lot of times, it's funny when you repeat something back to someone, um, you're listening, you repeat it back, and people have different languages. So they say things, you know, you interpret things differently than what they meant, and they'll say, no, that's not really what I meant. So tell me. Yeah. You know, tell me again what you meant so we can be clear on this. So that's, uh, boy, that carries over probably mm-hmm. into a- every field, yeah. you know, is to listen to people. And we've a lot of, we've lost some of that. Uh, we're so busy. Um, we're so busy anymore talking, you know, posting, you know, like my live feed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, this po- or this podcast. <laughs> right. right. We're too busy talking. Right. We're trying okay, to get paid guilty. for this. <laughs> I'm going to edit this out for sure. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, that's yeah, really inter- good stuff. So that probably has not changed in 32 years, but I feel like every other doctor I've gone to, whether it's an optometrist, a cardiologist, every time I go in, something new is in the room. There's a new technique to do something new. Oh, we're going to take a look at your eyes today, but we have this new machine. We're going to take a look at your heart today, but we have this new device. I've never had that experience with you in <laughs> chiropractic. It's, it seems like it's a... It's a very, it's a routine that's been in place for, for quite a long time. I was just curious in 32 years, has it adapted? Yeah. I mean, I think techniques, uh, there are new techniques to study. Uh, however, a while back, I, I read a book, uh, the last of the wine and it, it was about a young Greek. So he'd be 3,500 years old. But if you put a pair of running shoes on them and shorts, we could go out and run the boardwalk and have a conversation and talk philosophy, stoicism, and uh, then we could probably 
ride waves together. And I, 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 while I was reading the book, I thought I could hang out with this guy. He's 3,500 years old. He has 206 bones. I have 206 bones, right? He's got over 600 muscles. I have over 600 <laughs> muscles. We got a lot in common, common, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know, he probably looks good in board shorts. I look good in board shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, uh, you know, not a lot's changed in anatomy physiology, yet, you know, we, we come up with all these uh, clever devices to treat pain, but yet, if you look at the statistics, we're in more pain. We're taking more drugs. We're having more surgery. And now... the. <laughs> Talk about words. I have people come in my office and they're they're having their knee done. I go, I thought that's what you did to your nails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my toes done. <laughs> Why don't we call that an amputation? You know, we're like cutting here, cutting there, taking it out, putting in a prosthesis. If you lop off my foot, it's called an amputation. You put a prosthesis there. If you lop off my knee, are you just getting it done? <laughs> The point I'm trying to make is we're not any better for it. And I think one of the major reasons is when people come in my office, I ask them two questions that they're not expecting. One is, it's on the form. It says, I am large. I contain multitudes. Agree, disagree, or what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the number one answer is, what? <laughs> the reason I ask that question is, I just want to see you know, do they recognize the power that resides within them? The second question that I ask is, what's your health plan? 9.9 times out of 10, they put their insurance. I'm out of network for everybody, but what's your health plan? Aetna. Yeah. Blue Cross Blue Shield. That's a financial instrument. That's health insurance. That's to prevent you from going bankrupt in the event that you have some disease or illness. That's not a health plan. Right. Yeah. It, 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 and, and so people think they have a health plan when basically they're covered financially. A health plan is how are you going to take care of yourself? What are you doing today to build a better you for tomorrow? And if you're not doing anything, I can help you. Health plans are something that's funny. We just spoke with a, uh, a rower this week in your offices, Solve Imsdal. And I, I found that to be probably the most interesting part of the, the interview was just her plan. Every day. Yeah, that was interesting. What's the plan? Mm-hmm. 506. That's how the plan yeah, starts. Yeah, yeah, that's where it starts. And it starts every day, 506. Mine starts at 6. Is it an even or an odd number? Oh, it's even. You're yeah, even yeah, too. Is that, I, did not, that make sense to you at all? Yes. It did it. I was wondering because I thought it was amusing. I have uh, other little things, yeah. things yeah. but not, give not us one. that. But I thought give it was one. cute. Give come on, one. come on, give, give it up. One thing. Well, I wake up. Thank God. Thank God. And the first... I used to, I wanted to capture my first thought. Like, what's, what's my first thought in the morning? And so I would wake up and then I missed it, you know? And I go, oh, I forgot my first thought. Right? <laughs> so I, I just couldn't seem to capture it. I wanted to see what, you know, what was the first thing I thought? I thought I'd give myself a first thought. So my first thought in the morning before I get out of bed is, thank you for this day. And that's my last thought. Thank you for this day. And that's my thing. Now... Is it kooky, corny? Uh, I don't know. Don't no, do it. What it is, is it's yours. Yeah, it's mine. It's 506. That's what it is. It's hers. You know? 506. And, you know, I uh, I have a chair that I, I drink my coffee in. That's my chair. Drink my coffee in, in that chair. 
you know, I, <laughs> it's my ritual. And that, and the difference for me between for the rower, uh, the difference between getting up and and having a ritual is one a ritual you give thought to and give meaning to the action. And so the more I can kind of ritualize my life, the more meaning I bring to it. You know, so it's not just a habit. I just don't do it with for no reason at all. I didn't even think about it. It's just something I do. Most of the things I do, what I wear, I, I'm getting dressed to be a chiropractor, to turn power on in people's lives, right? I'm not going to just throw anything on. I got to get ready for that. <laughs> Thank you for this day. So... So yeah, I connected with with her schedule. Yeah, I, I have to say, our last we were talking about uh, age and and things, and I guess probably why I didn't connect with the five hundred six. I thought it was really interesting, is that, and I'm only speaking for myself again, seventies plus people, but at seventy there is no. 506, 508. There could be a 410. There <laughs> a could be a 202. <laughs> or there could be an 8 o'clock, you know. So so for me to uh, be that hopeful, um, you know, that that might work out. So that's why I was like, wow, that's pretty cool that you're still setting an alarm. Um, <laughs> you must be, I don't know, pretty young. But uh, that was a great interview. That was a great interview. And I must say, in case I don't get a chance to... Um, we never know where we're going and know that it's so wonderful that podcast is always such a conversation is I had no idea honestly that my brother was I'm so interested in him it's almost like you know because we're usually talking my brother and I are project people when he's not working and I'm not you know we're planting and doing and doing things kind of project people and um it's this is such a fascinating conversation so i'm sorry you were so uninteresting before today <laughs> yeah, it's no, a, no 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 but it's it's, it's on my uh, website no. <laughs> anyway i just wanted to get that in it's, re it's really really great i hope that uh, the listeners are are getting something out of this because there's just some really really good stuff so you've been doing it for 32 years which may mean that you're thinking about something different other than chiropractic maybe in the next however many years that's a big change that might be on the horizon how do you how do you approach that do you think that far ahead or are you still taking it one day at a time um uh, other people are thinking about it for me <laughs> <laughs> but uh i still feel relevant and uh my my schedule's still full i, I do want to go out a winner <laughs> i don't want to drop over on top of somebody and <laughs> Have them yell to my office manager, get him off of me. Uh, so, you know, I'll figure that out. But <clears throat> right now, yeah, I'm just uh, enjoying what I'm doing. Uh, I hope, you know, I know everybody doesn't feel this way, but I, I just feel I was born at the perfect place at the perfect time. And, and uh, my, my life has evolved in, in an awesome way. And uh, I just want to keep going and doing what I'm doing because I love it and we'll figure it out when when it should uh change but I, I don't see that happening uh too soon well this was wonderful Uncle Scott oh thank you Rob I, I really enjoyed myself good I'm glad well we ha we're happy to have you and thanks for making the time for family we think that uh you're the best and we appreciate everything you've done 
And uh, we just want to remind everybody, all of our episodes can be found on our website, www.12poundpodcast.com. You can also find us on your favorite podcast platforms, including this episode and our prior episodes. We're going to continue to be up on the boardwalk uh, over the next few weekends. Though the season is coming to an end, there is a lot less humidity in the air tonight, but we'll still be up there. So we're looking forward to seeing you. And thanks, Mom. Thank you. This was great. And uh, everybody, if you've got a baby brother, tell him you love him. <laughs> love you. Bye. Bye. The Lucy of the Margate Sands Made of dreams and old tin cans She's no diamond fellas But she shines the same With skin just like an ollie book There's no getting through to her She loves everyone Whence they came And if she were but not so grand And I could set her in a ring I would put her on your finger And when I took your hand I'd sing la di da